Welcome back to Inside Motorsports. Uh, we're here with the winner of today's race, this Igor Fraga, who um, uh, sits second in points, four points behind Liam Lawson, teammate at M2. Um, very good race because you had a red uh, flag in the middle of it all and had to restart. It was a good race for you? Yeah, for me it was really good. I think the pace was quite there as well. I'm not sure comparing to the other team because you know they were being holded up by my, my teammate at the end so it's a bit difficult to compare but uh, yeah we obviously have the, a very good pace during the race the car felt quite good still have to do some fine adjustment to find you know the extra speed yep. that we think are lacking a little bit but uh, in general it was really good yeah yeah you didn't have the ultimate qualifying speed but you weren't far away you were very close and the fact that you did such an excellent start meant you got to where you needed to be. Yeah, um, yeah. so on the qualifying, we liked it uh, a bit. Uh, it was really close behind me, you know, just a few thousand of a second and splitting me, uh, I don't know, three or four cars, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was really close. Um, but yeah, on the start, I could make a really good start and being able to um, just pick up the, the first place before heading to, to the first corner. And then, yeah, after that, it was just managing my pace, really. Yeah. Now, you've had a few wins in this series, so we can always say there's a few tracks that are your favourites, but Manfield is one of them? Yeah. Um, so I think my... Yeah, this one is actually really good. Um, I like most of the tracks. It's yep. very old-school style, and it's you know really challenging as well. Um, so you have bumps uh, in some part of the corners, like getting to the to the apex. So you have to deal with it and trying to you know change your brake shape and everything to not lock up the tire. Try to maximize your car and everything. And this is actually quite nice because you really always have to think about it. What you have to do. It's not just like okay, I hit the apex here and then just try to go as early as possible. Yep. So you have a lot more thing to to deal with it. And uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, now um, your plans for this year are, are out there, Formula 3? Yeah. With a uh, Czech team? Yes, exactly. And, and had you looked around at, at a number of teams? Did you speak to a number of teams or your father and manager? Yeah, um, so yeah, we tried to um, talk with um, uh, different teams. But then also um, it's not easy for us really to, to get the budget in and everything. And uh, at the end uh, we're able to, to um, get the contract done with Charus. Um, they are already uh, have done you know the, the previous season. Um, so they have uh, some experience uh, for this year. They're trying to renew the team as well and yep. uh, you know to, to put more strength on it. Okay. The lineup of the driver is good as well. So... Yeah, we'll okay. keep pushing hard for it. So the elements that change for you, um, the car will be the same? No, the car will be uh, the Dallara one. Oh, the Dallara. Yes, yeah. it's like the GP3 car. Yes. Uh, that right. They slightly modified. Yep. So the engine will have like nearly 400 horsepower, yep. V6. It yeah. sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And it's very fast. Yeah, good to know, good to know. Okay, so that's all in place. Now you go directly from New Zealand. To Czech Republic. Yes. And there you've got what, seat fittings. and Yeah, we'll do some seat fittings and also, you know, have to discuss um, about the plans uh, with the engineers and everything. Um, obviously, the, the simulator working and after that, just go straight to the Bahrain testing okay. on day 1 to 3 of March. Okay. Yeah, so it will be quite busy. So your mentor and, and uh, now becoming friend of Roberto Moreno, he'll be very pleased to have seen that win. 
Um, uh, will he be catching up with you uh, before you go or, or when you're over there? Yeah, uh, we're we are not sure, but much probably yes. Uh, you know, he's a great fi- uh, friend of us. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's really good to have him around. And uh, he was definitely a very important person to really step me up to USA and everything. And, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. All right. Well, uh, congratulations. Uh, another step uh, towards it. Um, and, obviously, the potential is there for winning a New Zealand Grand Prix. Yeah, who knows? Uh, will be really nice, and uh, we are really working hard for that. So this time tomorrow night, you'll know exactly what you've done. Yes. Hi, I'm Craig Ravel, and coming soon is the Cart Report, a look at karting in the Australian Capital Territory and southern New South Wales region. I hope you can join me each week as we talk to carters, look at track developments and the major series around the state. It's the Cart Report each week at sportradio.com.au, on iTunes, Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. The Cart Report returns very soon. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with Franco Colapinto, who's just taken his first pole position of the 2020 TRS. Well done. Um, very tight session, but you've got a big gap on them. 0.15. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, was quite a good lap. Um, Maybe I could improve a little bit more, but it was, was a nice lap and well, at the end we get the ball position, so yeah, happy with that and, and happy with the team, happy with the car that, that they made a great show to, to be competitive here. And yeah, we made a, a little step forward uh, from the last race, so yeah, we are, we are really competitive here as well, the pace is quite good, so yeah, really look, looking forward for, for race one, starting from four. Um, and of course, um well, today's races, I think, is a 20-lapper. Tomorrow, of course, you've got 35. So that's a much longer distance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, the setup tomorrow is going to be different than now. Uh, but, yeah, I think that we have a, a, good, a great pace for the race. And, yeah, the, the race is not so long. And the overtaking here is quite difficult. So, yeah, we have opportunities to, to be in front on, on the podium as well. Had you gone on a hand-cooked tyre before? Uh, yeah, in the Spanish F4 we race with Hankook. That's what you use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously yeah, another compound, but yeah, similar. It's, it seems to be a, a tyre that's got good longevity in it. You've got a, you've got a good race runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, but see, it was a different compound, but it was softer. But yeah, this one is like, it can be quite good during the, all the whole race. Uh, and we can push quite a lot of the part of the race. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to, to have this type of tyres and not be saving and saving all the time. Uh, so, yeah. All right, well, enjoy your race, Franco, Thank and you. we probably will talk to you afterwards. Thank you. Thank you. From the dirt tracks across Australia, Inside Speedway with Dennis Newman and Craig Ravel. Well, it's great to have Caden Brown. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be on the show with you guys. Max Frick, great way to start 2020, picking up your second consecutive Australian Solo Championship. Yeah, it's been a great start to the year. Matt Pascoe. Thanks for having me. Inside Speedway is available on sportsradio.com.au, iTunes, Spotify, and the dirttrackchannel.com. Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm here at Manfield, which is the final round of the 2020 TRS. I'm with Lucas Peterson, an 18-year-old who has uh, been showing his uh, wares. He's a skilled young man who lives in a, in a world that's long yeah. away from most of us can conceive. He lives in Dubai, 
but about to move to uh, America yeah. and to go on the road to Indy. So tell us what you've done so far in your motor racing. So I started off in karting in Dubai, national championship. I won that in 2017, I think. And then I did the grand finals. I finished off karting with the grand finals in DD2. And, and then I proceeded to do F4 UAE in Yas Marina, tracks like Yas Marina and Dubai Altodrome, just cycling through them. I've just realized you know somebody I know, a young woman called Philippa. Yes. I know her well. The photographer. Yeah. She does photography. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I met Philippa there. She was there almost pretty much every weekend. Yes. I came fourth in that championship, and then I decided to take another step to British F3, which is an in-between part between F4 and an F3 championship. I felt it was a good foundational start to to my international career. Some iconic tracks you were driving at, too. Yeah, so we did Donington, Alton Park, all of those tracks that have been there for a while, and that I could only... I've only been at in a video game until I was actually there walking the track and then participating. Um, so I think I finished 11th in that championship. Not too bad. The start was... Then again, in the start, I was learning many things. That's not... You're not using the Tata chassis there, are you? It is. Oh, you were? It's an F4 ch- chassis. Okay. Just with a faster engine yep. and slightly more downforce. Yes. So a bit of a high... Like a... Yes. Custom. Halfway. Yeah. So first half of the championship I was learning quite a lot of things as I am here and in the second half I pretended as if it was a new championship a new beginning where I scored double the amount of points as the first half so um, it's good to see improvement now I'm here I took a four-month break I was at the gym now I'm here um, learning things to in order to be at my best self for the main championship in Indie Pro. When did you make the decision to come and do TRS? We made it in around September. Oh, quite late. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were talking about it in the summer, so yes. June, but we made yes. the decision in September to, yeah. to follow through on that. Okay. Um, and then just in November, December, we decided to do Indie Pro. Yep. It was in the back of our minds for a while. We knew we'd go somewhere along that route, but it became a possibility in around December. So. And so uh, the next big move in your life, um, after a, a, a five weeks in New Zealand, and yep. that's a, it's a very different country to what you used yep. to. Now I'll be heading to Miami. Yep. Again, another different place, different atmosphere altogether. Some people could compare it to Dubai, just less rules and less control. So I, I think I'll, I'll find my niche there, people I can be with. I'll be in university there, so... I won't. I won't stick out. I'll find people that I I like yeah, to be you'll with. Mi- you'll mix with, yeah. Yeah, and also people at the track make friends there, as I do here. So. And the team you're going to be with? Yeah, my team RP Motorsport. Yep. Um, they won last year. Yep. Um, so they're quite successful. They're they're really good. Their facilities, they know how to set up the car. Have they got many drivers in there? It's going to be two drivers this year. Oh, good, right. Okay. The second one isn't announced. Yes. We have a few. We know, like, that we've been talking, like, Jack Moore has been talking to people, finding out. We don't know yet. It's in the, the second driver, or the first drive. the next driver, is in contention between two or three people. Since we signed up fairly early, uh, we got the seat, so, yeah. Have you got a highlight of this particular trip? A highlight? 
probably off-roading with Yuki <laughs> and Giacomo. We just were on the highway and we decided to go off-roading. Oh. Yeah, and it was really bumpy. I got a headache, but it was worth it. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you got an on-track? Uh, on-track. Um, I mean, one of the fantastic things is there's 17 different nationalities amongst your yeah. drivers. I mean, that's an extraordinary thing. Yeah. I never thought you'd be driving against an Angola. I imagine you didn't. No. <laughs> I didn't know what that flag represented at first yeah, until yeah. I asked. So. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, I think it's good to race with many different types of people. Well, yeah, so. your career is more than likely going to become more and more international. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially, I mean, now lots of people are making the move to the US since it's becoming quite expensive in Europe. Yes. People have been making the decision to slowly transition into US. So hopefully I see, I know there's a fellow Swede there. Um, hopefully I can catch up with him in Indy Lights. We'll be in the same weekend there. Now, I happened to go Googling you and, and okay. discovered your, your website, and yeah. I, I found something quite delightful because I, too, am a, a great fan of Ronnie, but I didn't see him race in person. Oh, okay. But I, I, I heard him radio calls when he was racing, and, uh, yes, he, he was one of my favourites. I actually fell uh, deeply in love with Formula 3 back in the 60s. Okay. An Australian guy, he's uh, been our race director in supercars uh, yep. there, yep, Tim Schenken. Yep. Tim, uh, Tim's car that he won the 69 British Racing uh, uh, Formula 3 Championship with lives in Melbourne. Okay. It's a BT28. Yeah. It's red and yellow. Um, and, of course, Tim was racing against Ronnie Peterson yeah. and Jacques Lafitte and uh, a whole bunch of Jean-Pierre Jossard and Patrick Depaglia, all of these guys in Technos wow. and Martinis and all sorts of different yeah. cars. And... Uh, uh, that car lives in Melbourne, and I've many times sort of thought, "Will I buy it? Will I buy it?" Can I can I just sit in it, or like can I just drive it around? But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, I would have loved to race at the same time as Ronnie. Yeah, if I had one wish, it would be to go back in time and race against them yeah. in those cars. I mean, it's fantastic to actually find somebody who has the same surname as you. Yeah, even if you can't attach bloodlines to yeah. it, you can say, "Well, you know." There's, there's nothing wrong. I mean, he was a fantastic driver, much loved in the paddock. He uh, he was uh, enormously regarded. He was a very gentle man. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a simple fact. He uh, drove with Tim Schenken as his partner in Ferraris in 312s. Yeah. Beautiful little Ferrari yeah. sports car. And the reason that Tim got the job was he was the exact same build wow. as Ronnie. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and Ronnie actually introduced him to his uh, to Tim's wife, Birgit. Okay. Um, she's Swedish and she's yeah. a delightful woman herself. But um, you've got you know enormous things you've already achieved this year. I mean, to do this five round series. Uh, when do you start racing in, in the US? So the first round is end of February. Right. So it's, you haven't got any time to waste. Them. Nope. I think it's about two weeks until I'm in a car again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be stopping over in Dubai. Catching yeah. up on work and then going at it again, learning new tracks as I have been here. Yes. Just continuing the cycle. Have, have you found a routine to do that to learn a track sort of thing? Have you? I mean, I think the main thing that lots of engineers and people forget is that you can look at as much data as you'd like. The main thing is to just go out and drive. Yes. You, okay, you know the layout of the track. You should study braking points, things like that, gears. Um, especially in this car, no one drove this car around this track. There's not sufficient amount of data. So I just told them, listen, guys, I'll just go out, drive, and then we can discuss things. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll take that same approach. Yes. Um, 
of course, in St. Pete, in these cars, they've been there for several years, so there will be data. Yes, and you can look at footage as well. So I'm, I think I will f fully utilize that aspect, but then just on track, pretending as if I'm here in New Zealand, just continuing the cycle and corner, corner by corner, lap after lap. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, uh, Lucas. Lucas Peterson joining us on Inside Motorsport. We will watch closely your progress cool. through the year. Yeah. We hope at some stage you'll come and race in Australia. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a spot there at Albert Park waiting for you. Maybe. Maybe. I yeah. hope so. I, I'm, if the uh, opportunity arises, I'll be there. I'm so. delighted. Maybe you too could join Rubens Barrichello yeah. in, in coming in November yeah. to Bathurst. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. That would be. That would be. Um, I don't think I'm going to do a track walk again. I've done it a few times. It's a, it's a pretty it's quite big long. Yeah. yeah, it's 6K. I wouldn't like to do it either. It's pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> I vividly remember Shane Van Gisbergen's father when we got round of Forest Elbow, which is just on the Conrad yeah. Strait. And uh, his father actually had to walk down the hill backwards because his toes were going through the top of his wow. shoes. <laughs> wow. But, Lucas, all the best and look forward to it. Cool. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.